Welcome to the Others and Brothers Podcast. I'm your co-host Sam Marsh. And I'm your co-host Jacob Marsh. Together, we, we are the Marsh Brothers. Uh, so, what's up, Jake? How's uh, everything been going so far today? Going great, man. My son, uh, your nephew, he had his swim lesson this morning. We're back here doing the podcast. We got all the Christmas shopping done, so, you know, just hopefully chilling relaxing the rest of the weekend what about you what are you up to nice um i definitely gotta finish up christmas shopping today <laughs> yeah you do uh, but you still got left uh i gotta finish getting a few things for you and amelia Ooh. and then i need to get a bigger box for marie and pat stuff and then i need to get like obviously the harder tape or whatever to box that up mm-hmm. and I need to ship it out to UPS. We have tape here. You can just borrow it. So, oh, yeah. yeah. But, um, so, yeah, week 15, fantasy football. Um, what's the outlook? How many weeks do we have left? How are your teams doing? Uh, week 15, so I play in four leagues, two on the Sleeper app, one on the NFL app, one on the Yahoo app. We play in two of those leagues together. Uh my home league, the main league, Oki Polo, started by a bunch of us back when we were in high school. Group of 10 guys all connected in uh, the Okemos, Michigan community, and all but one of us was involved directly with water polo at some point in time. Uh, week 15, we have Greg against Lesky, uh, and we have Westervelt against Keenan. Uh so that should be uh, pretty interesting. Uh, rounding out the playoffs on by this week is EJ and Bakespear, and then Cam, Mike, you're, uh, you, and me. Uh, we're in the doghouse. We're in the shit, the toilet bowl. So we'll see how it goes. Um, right now, I think Keenan's got a really good shot at making it to the championship game just based on projections alone. Alex's team is, is going to have some tough sledding. Garrett Wilson, you know, going against uh, going against the Detroit Lions, but he's got Zach Wilson at quarterback, so not 100% sure how that's going to go. And uh, right now, just based on projections, it looks like Greg should wax Lesky, but uh, that remains to be seen. I only had two teams, or excuse me, I only have one team that's made the playoffs so far this year, but I'm already out in that league, so... No biggie. And then my NFL league, which I do with a bunch of my buddies that live back in Germany. Um, we've got one more week in the regular season, and then we have our playoffs. So if I win this week, I should have a good shot at making it. If I don't, then obviously I won't. So, uh, Any players out there that you're expecting really big weeks out of this weekend? Some really favorable matchups? Uh, well, I really like... The Cleveland passing offense this weekend against Baltimore. I think that's going to be a sneaky shootout type game. Like a, both teams are going to hit or get very close to thirty points. So I like Donovan Peoples Jones this week. I like Deshaun Watson this week. Um, if you're looking at your main slate slate of guys in terms of who's going to do well this week. Derrick Henry is going to have an absolute field day. I think Pacheco is going to have a field day with the Texans. Um, I would honestly expect a down day 
from Pat Mahomes because I think they're just going to run the ball the whole time. I feel like that Houston-KC game is going to be over pretty quickly. Uh, I think both of the Cowboys running backs are probably going to have a, a, a pretty solid week against Jacksonville. Um, other than that, yeah, I mean, I'm not really expecting a whole lot out of the out of the Lions Jets game. I feel like that's going to be a low scoring game just with how good the Jets are doing, but yeah, I'd say so yeah, definitely so hoping the Lions can make the playoffs. That would be exciting. That would be nice. For those of you who don't know, Sam and I were born in Indianapolis. So while we are Colts fans, we were raised in Michigan. So we do always have a soft spot for those lovable loser Lions. Not the Pistons. Yeah. Well, no, no Pistons. <laughs> uh, this year for fantasy football was awful for me. Uh, right out of the gate, just did not do well. So quickly decided I was not going to put effort. Yeah. I did three leagues. I think I ended up deleting one of the apps <laughs> off my phone. It was by probably the NFL 11. app, wasn't it? I yeah. was one in ten in that league, yeah. and I just realized, well, that's a write-off. Um, Okipolo won that did not go well, but once again, once you do when you do zero research going into the draft, and it's an auction draft. People have been in that league for 15 years. It's uh, an uphill battle. But I called my shot and won the league two years ago. Uh, and I said before that season that I was going to win. So I'm still riding high on that one. Uh, the Sleeper League with Ernest, that was a lot of fun. I'm a huge fan of the Sleeper app. I definitely would prefer to use that going forward. I think that is now the number one app for fantasy sports. I'd like to even see how it looks for basketball. Uh, one of my favorite parts is that betting uh, part that you can do for the yeah. parlays and stuff, especially since in Texas we don't have the legalized gambling like right. they do in a lot of the other states. Uh, and that, you know, it had its ups and downs, lost, uh, but ended up losing in the first round of the playoffs. Same. So just kind of get any trades going, and the one trade I did do ended up being null for both of us because Hollywood Brown got put on the IR, and Goder going on the IR, that really kind of stuck up my team. And it's tough, too, because this is the first year you and I played in that league, so we don't know really that many people, and that was kind of my issue with that league in particular, was like, you can offer up an equitable trade or try and start a trade conversation, but it's way different reaching out to somebody you've literally never met in your entire life versus the Oki Polo League, for example, where you're, you know, it's kind of almost at the opposite end sometimes where people are, they just have this prejudgment about how you make trades, so they'll just decline right away. So for those of you don't who don't know, Sam and I often employ the same strategy that most use <laughs> that most that most used car salesmen do, which is I'm gonna lowball the hell out of you just to get the conversation going. And a lot of people get offended by that instead of just recognizing that as a smart business person, you want to maximize the deal. Now Obviously, there are uh, troll trades, and there's like serious lowball <laughs> offers. So, shout out to Lesky. I never sent you a serious offer except for once this year. You know exactly why. You always talk shit about how I trade. So, good job on you, buddy. Yeah, I, I mean, I think we both are subscribed to the opinion that you never know what the other person's going to value things as. So, you might as well just lowball the shit out of it and start it there. Worst case scenario, somebody says no, and then you just readjust. So, um, one of the things... Or she does say yes. And then you don't really ever have to talk to her again. 
Uh, if you've ever seen the movie Waiting, shout out to Waiting. Great movie. Um, not kid-friendly, though, so maybe not watch it. He's, you know, it's an adult movie. It's adult comedy. <laughs> what? Uh, any other thoughts on this fantasy football season? Anything uh, you think that's going to happen next season? Uh, only thing that left I would have to add to football, obviously, like I said, I was definitely checked out this year. Uh, ended up losing our preseason bet of Jalen Hurts. Will he finish as a top Well, technically no, QB? because he get it, could still get hurt theoretically knock on wood but uh, yeah yeah um so i'm gonna lose that bet but that's because generally speaking i don't think when qbs pop off they're gonna do it two years in a row and i had him last year and i thought he played well and so i wasn't expecting that again uh and that's my thought last thoughts on fantasy football what you get i think it was a really weird year especially for running backs it started out really 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 slow we had one guy in our league, in the Oki Polo League, do what's called a zero RB draft, Westervelt, and that actually did really well for him. He took a gamble on Saquon, that paid off. He took a gamble on Damian Pierce, that paid off really well. I think for me this year, the name of the game is you need to be able to pivot very quickly those first five weeks of the season if you know that your team's not going to cut it we you know i made a trade before the season even started because i had a feeling that the team i drafted wasn't going to it was going to be bad and lo and behold you know even though the trade was about even i think my season probably would have been a lot worse and obviously you know mike had his trade where he traded away Kelsey somewhat early on, and he got actually a pretty good return, all things considered. But I think the big thing is you're either you either need to be a good drafter or somebody that is good at pivoting. Um, obviously, there are some people that can do both, but if you don't usually draft well, you got to be able to hit the free agent. Uh, the free agent pool hard, and you got to be able to make trades hard. But it's been fun, disappointing, but that's how it is. Um, I'm, I know I'm not doing uh, Ernest's league next year, but uh, I am excited we're going to do your league next year. So I think that's what I'm looking forward to at this point. But no, man, that's all I got on, on fantasy for this year. Football-wise. Yeah, definitely want to cut it down to two leagues. Well, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, hit us up on Twitter at at brothers and others, or you can shoot us an email at brothersmarsh at gmail.com. We'll take a quick break and be right back. And we're back at brothers and others. What up? Uh, after we moved on from fantasy football, let's talk fantasy basketball. Uh, still very early it. in the season, only at the 30-game mark. Uh, so far... Big uh, surprises? Can we get a couple of big surprises from you? This is, for for people that don't know, fantasy basketball is much more of Sam's forte than mine. He is the one that got me into fantasy basketball. I played a little bit in college, quit, figured I wouldn't have enough time. Sam brought me back in. I'm all in now. Sam, what have you seen so far this season, surprise-wise, for those who haven't been paying too much attention? 
I think the biggest surprise for me is easily the Utah Jazz. I think anybody that said they saw that coming is lying, except maybe the people on the team. But even then, it's like I really can't even imagine they truly believe they would have this much success. They're out there balling, man. I mean, they're doing what they need to do. It's a bunch of great role players. I think it kind of goes back to that old adage, like when you play as a team, you can kind of conquer a lot more things than if you just have that one main star power. Um, With that being said, it's still only 30 games. I'd be very shocked if it holds up for 82. Uh, With that being said, with the Wemby sweepstakes, I have to imagine that even if they continue to hold that, Danny's going to want to blow that up and start making trades. Business decision at some point. 100%. You know, Danny came back after he left the Celtics, got back into the game, He's known to make moves. He already showed his hands by getting rid of Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell. Uh, so I'd be surprised if, even if they continue to do well, that he doesn't blow up. Uh, best case for them would be that one Hawks year where they had like five guys on the all-star team and then they lose in the first round of the playoffs. So once again, Did they lose in the first round that year, the Hawks? Uh, we'll have to get a fact check on that a little bit later, but I would be willing to almost bet a watch yeah. that they lost. In the I know that. Game. That was the Paul Millsap, Horford, Corver, uh, what was his face? Yeah. Uh, I think Josh Smith may have still been Who on was the game. point guard that year? Um, Jeff Teague. Jeff Teague. Yeah, Teague. Yeah, shout out Jeff Teague. From Indiana, I think. Fact check that one later. I think he is. <laughs> Got to double check. Besides that, I would say my next biggest surprise was the Pacers. Once again, I felt like, you know, Tyrese was going to make a jump. He showed just towards the end of the year that he can ball, especially when he isn't competing with point guard time. Uh, But I don't think anybody really saw Mathurin having this big of an impact right away. Shout out to Mathurin. He's not only in the race for rookie of the year, but the Pacers still bring him off the bench. So I wouldn't be surprised if he gets six man of the year votes, especially if he continues to improve. Prove. With that being said, I definitely think the rookie of the year race will be between him and Boncaro, but I think Boncaro will end up winning that. Just he'll get more opportunities. He definitely seems more advanced than Mathurin, as well as, like I said, the opportunities is going to be the main thing right there. But the Pacers, yeah, balling out. It's happy and sad all at the same time. They have had a huge history of loving to stay in that competitive 6th to 8th seed range, which is good for your fans, but not really good for your franchise because you're never going to be able to win a championship. So I was really looking forward to us bottoming out this year, being contending for the bottom with the Wizards, the Hornets, the Spurs. But so far, it's not looking that way. Uh, but once again, it's only 30 games, so time will tell. Yeah, well, and I mean, who knows what they're going to do before the trade deadline. I know, you know, Miles Turner, it seems like almost since he started playing with the Pacers, he's been rumored to getting to be involved in some kind of trade. And every article I've read recently says that Jeannie Buss was the one that didn't want to pull the trigger on the Turner and healed for Westbrook and whatever draft picks with 2027 or something yeah, like that. The 27. Yeah, the So, And, I mean, bully for them because it ended up working out. I really didn't think Westbrook was going to be able to anticipate or uh, embrace that off-the-bench role. And as soon as he's been able to do that, that's when the Lakers have gone on their streak. Shout so, out Russell Westbrook, man. He's a beast. And AD still, he can play at an MVP level. So I really think anything is possible. Uh, especially when you have LeBron, AD, and Westbrook. I mean, those are literally three 
MVP quality players at some point in their careers. So you never know what's going to happen. With that being said, I don't think they have a shot whatsoever at winning the championship this year. So why don't we get a, what are you seeing right now in terms of outlook? I know we're only 30 games in, but who are your title favorites? Give me your top five right now. Who you got? Oh, top five. I, I mean, top two for me easily are Celtics and then the Bucks. Uh, mm-hmm. Right now, I think the Celtics are by far and away the best team in the NBA, both on offense and defense. And they just got Time Lord back, so they're only going to get better. That move with Brog- being able to get Brogdon, having him come off the bench, that's huge. Blake Griffin, having him play like once a week and play 20, 25 minutes, that's been crazy. Still shows that he can play. And that shows that they know what's most important, which is the NBA championship. And that's why they added those pieces, a little more flexibility during the year, so that when playoff time comes, they're all going to be firing on the same cylinder. Uh, Also, a huge shout-out to Jason Tatum. Took a huge, massive leap so far this year. He's playing at an MVP MVP caliber level. And if he continues that, I see really no way of anybody stopping them besides the Bucs. Because, once again, they have Giannis, Defensive Player of the Year, MVP contender year in, year out. It's the Greek freak. And when Jay Rue and Chris Middleton are healthy as well, they're a really, really difficult team to stop. Uh, after that, you know, I feel like it's pretty wide open. Um, as we talked about the other night, you know, obviously Brooklyn, Cleveland, and Philly are up there. On the West, you have Memphis, New Orleans, Denver. But I just don't think anybody has been as impressive or as dominant as Boston and Milwaukee. I agree. Really my top two. I think for all those other teams, they need a lot more things going right for them on a night in night out basis for them to win the championship. Whereas both the Celtics and the Bucks have set themselves up where right now they could still have an off night and still win that one playoff game that they need. I think for me, I'm with you. Uh, I, value what Giannis does just a little bit more than the whole of the Celtics, even though obviously they got over the hump last year, they got to the finals, they lost, you know, played well, played hard against Golden State, but lost. It's Boston or Milwaukee. For me, I personally just, I think Milwaukee will be right there at the end. It's going to be a battle. I predict Celtics and Bucks in seven in the East. My two wild cards right now, I really, because it's Kevin Durant, I'm throwing Brooklyn in there <laughs> of, of just making the Eastern yeah. Conference Finals. They're not, they would need injuries. They, the they would need injuries to Boston and or Milwaukee to have a shot at making the finals. If Boston and Milwaukee are healthy, even if Kevin Durant scores 40 a game, all seven games, we'll just say, they're not going to win that series. They don't have the talent. They don't have the depth, really. That's the biggest issue, and they can't guard anybody. They also need Kyrie and Ben Simmons to decide that they want to play at an all-NBA level each night. 
Um, which is probably going to be the tallest task for them to accomplish. My other wild card is New Orleans. Right now, if I had to pick a team in the West, that's probably who I would pick. If everyone's healthy, they have enough assets where if they needed to go get a proven playoff caliber type person, that's who. That's the team I'm looking out for. Phoenix is good. I like them, but I think right now, you know, as good as they are, I don't see them making the finals this year. My only thing I think prevents the Pelicans from getting to the NBA championship is their best player is Zion, right? He has never won a playoff game, nor playoff series, nor an NBA championship, or even been to finals. So I think that's going to be really, really tough in your first experience, because he is, you know, he's got all the talent, he's balling out right now, he's healthy. To make it that far in your first go-around seems like a really far stretch. And extremely unlikely. We'll, we'd have to do an NBA fact check, but, I mean, if you just want to go back recent memory, when's the last time somebody in their first go-around made it to the finals? Giannis? No. Tatum and Brown? No. Dirk? No. LeBron? No. Yeah, in terms of an individual player, I would have to imagine it would be one of those really old school like Chamberlain or Wes. It's got to be somebody like that. Yeah. Yeah. But modern NBA, so from when we started watching, so we'll call it 98, Jordan's last championship, or maybe the year before 97 when Reggie was still playing, you know, there really just hasn't been one player that's able to come in and automatically get his team. I I guess maybe if I'm thinking about it, the closest would be probably... And see, no, because the Magic lost in the playoffs with Shaq before they ever made the finals that one year when Jordan retired, I assume. I guess maybe I'm not 100% sure. But that would be that was the one that I was just yeah. while I'm thinking out well, loud. Because you know? Shaq's first year, no, because then they got Penny. So that I can't imagine they would have made the playoffs his first year because they got no. Penny but I meant like his in his first playoff run. I don't think he made it to the finals. I want to say that they lost to the Pacers in a ser- in some series or the Knicks. Maybe I'd have to double check. But yeah. that was who I was thinking about first. Yeah, definitely. No, in terms of modern era, I think Shaq, you're right, is yeah, probably the best bet. But like you were saying, I mean, really their best move New Orleans is keep Zion healthy, and if they're going to push all the chips in, I don't know who they would even get, but they have enough assets to move around where they could go get some type of really experienced playoff veteran to help them out. Even though they do have C.J. McCollum already, my personal two cents, they could still be very, very dangerous even if they moved him and draft picks. You know, they have that Lakers pick that's going to be in next year's draft that I got to imagine the closer we get to the trade deadline, it's going to be more valuable. One injury to one of those three old guys, LeBron, Westbrook, AD, for them to absolutely crater and miss the play-in game even. Definitely. Other than that, I'd also throw, you know, Grizzlies. Obviously, John Morant continues to take another level up. They're going to be really dangerous. They're really deep. And the Cavs, they looked amazing the other night. Amazing. They beat the brakes off the Mavericks. It was never really 
the game was never really close. I think no. they were up eighteen to two or eighteen to four at one yeah. point. And, Donovan looked like a man uh, possessed. They have a bunch of big old trees they can throw out there. They're really deep. They can make moves. That's going to be a fun team to watch. Uh, in terms of two teams that I feel like I called it prior to the season, I thought the Wolves trading for Gobert that they were going to suck. That's proven true. And with the Mavs moves or lack of moves in the off season, I thought they were going to take a step back. And that's You're also right. proven yeah, true. Hundred uh, percent. I really, really hope for Cuban's sake that they're able to find another ball handler. I just don't think they really have any pieces to move, so therefore I'm not really sure what they can do except wait until free agency and hope to bring someone in. Well, um, you want to move on to uh, our next topic So while we're on fantasy? Yeah, so uh, top five fantasy sports no-nos. Um, do you want to go back and forth? Do you want me to me- read my top five and you read yours? Yeah, let's read them out loud. and Let's then... go back and forth and we'll, we'll start from the fifth down. Okay, I didn't ha- I didn't rank mine. I just had five things. Lame. That's my bad. Yeah. Um, so my I can do it on the fly. One, it's all good. My fifth one is uh, don't take things personally. Uh, you know, I think. Oh my god, dude! KC, uh, that should be number sport. one and number five. It's uh, don't well, get excited. It, it's funny don't get excited. my number one is very similar to this. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> it's great. A little bit of foreshadowing. Um, you know, obviously there's a line that you can't cross, but at the end of the day, most of it's fun shit talking. So don't take things personally. Don't get excited, as my uh, old boss used to say. Don't get excited. <laughs> uh, what about, what's your first one? Uh, my number five was not paying your dues on time. (laughs) One of the things that really bothers me, and it happened in multiple leagues I was in this year, two or three of them, people haven't paid by the time the draft start. And this, this is including basketball and football. If you are competing in a fantasy football league and you don't have in the year 2022, uh, easily you know, an easy way to get the commissioner of your league, the money, if you're playing for money, then you shouldn't be playing. It's quite that simple. Last year in one of my football leagues, we had to kick somebody out the night of the draft because they weren't responding to anybody and didn't send anybody the money. Only 30, only for 30 minutes into the draft, them to show up and start hooting and hollering about how, oh, it wasn't fair, blah, blah, blah. You're, everyone has given notice you know what the dues are going to be if you don't discuss it that's on your commissioner and they suck if they're not doing that if you can't pay for whatever reason struggling on something then you need to be upfront about it but every time that situation has occurred the commissioner that i know of that's had to deal with that they just front for the person and then the person pays them back but all the money is and should always be collected before the draft start just plain and simple well put. I'm definitely a fan of making sure it's collected well in advance, but I also think that's the benefit of doing leagues Agreed. year in and year out. You know, as we mentioned, Oki Polo Fantasy Football, that's year 15. Uh, my 12 team categories for fantasy basketball that Danny Jenkins, shout out to Kamish, has been running since my freshman or sophomore year of college. It's so, over 10 years. Yeah, that's a decade plus as well. Uh, so my fourth fantasy sport, no, no. Number four. Not trading. Ooh. 
you want to know what my number four is? I just not uh, looking at trade offers, so yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll let you go first on this one. I mean, to me, once again, part of the fun of playing the fantasy is that you're going to trade, and I just can't imagine a scenario where anybody is ever going to draft a perfect team. So just automatically declining trades or never making a trade in your entire fantasy career just sucks the fun out of it for me. I think the ones that I get frustrated with the most are the people that just ignore the trade. They don't even reject it or do anything. And at that point, why are you even playing if you're not even going to try and make your team better? And even though admittedly we've both talked about how we send lowball offers, if you ask the Oki Polo guys... I am always willing to negotiate and make fair trades. I've been on, I've been burned with trades I've made, and I've won on trades I've made. That's life. You're never going to be perfect, but not even listening to trade offers to make your team better tells me that you're not taking it seriously. And I'm a competitive person, so no offense, but if you're not even trying, why are you playing? I don't get that. I've never understood that mentality. We'll put, yeah, I'll be honest. Sometimes I'll, if I even get bored, I'll just. On to my number third one. Number three. Uh, this one really never happened until this year, <laughs> but I just thought it was so funny I had to mention it. Um, shitting on someone after you trade with uh. <laughs> I'm not going to name names, but. I'm not going to name names, but yeah, you know who you happened. are, especially when you're listening to this podcast. It happened, and it was hilarious. And Multiple times. because. I just don't understand how you could try to you would do a deal with someone and then berate them for making the deal afterwards and think that you could ever get another deal again. It just seems uh Ted short sighted. <laughs> well, we uh definitely are sharing a lot more on this list than I would have imagined. For me, number three is trade etiquette. No negging, okay? When you're trying to make a trade with someone and you shit all over their logic, okay, that isn't going to make them want to make the trade more with you. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, Sam? Well, guess what? That trade's not going to work out for you and you'll come crawling back to me after week eight. No, I won't. You want to know why? Because you were just a douche about a fantasy football trade, okay? There is no reason to neg people. Oh, well, your team's not very good. Yeah, well, it's week seven, man. So... I got at least another six weeks to get the ship right. But I think my main point is being an ass to someone if they don't want to make the trade isn't going to make that person want to do the trade more. And it's just proper trade etiquette. Like if you can't come to an agreement, then just move on or come up with a counter trade that might actually work for both of you. And if you can't do that, maybe it's not the right trade partner. And that kind of goes into... Just the basics of fantasy, fantasy, basketball, and football. You can't make a trade with every team in your league. You have to be smart enough to look at what their team needs and what your team needs and try and come up with a best fit solution. And if you're just going to throw out random trades to all nine, te- all nine or however many other teams, you know, you're kind of limiting yourself to what you're actually going to get out of it. So I think for me, Half the problem is that you're, some people are just trying to make trades with people they shouldn't even be trying to trade with in the first place because they don't, you know, somebody that has 
three top tier running backs doesn't need your number one running back. You know what I'm saying? You it, you just need to be more conscientious of what your opponent needs versus what you need, and is there a mutual fit there? But to your point, the negging and that bullshit, it, it's just, it's ridiculous. I'm sorry. There's just no other way to describe it. My number two, number two on the list of fantasy sport no-nos, talking about other leagues. If you're going <laughs> to, like, every league I'm in has some sort of group chat, no one really cares about what's going on in your other league. I mean, that's the whole point of having separate group chats for separate leagues. Keep it to that league, because guess what? The people in the other league really don't give a shit. It's true. I don't care about a league that you're in that I'm not. It it quite literally does not affect me at all. <laughs> um, that's a really good point. I actually didn't have that one. For that's surprising. Me, for me, number two, complaining about unfair trades when collusion isn't present. I had to deal with this a few times this year, but... If there's no collusion present or it is not suspicious, so it just looks like a bad trade that one person accepted over the other, if there's not a veto option in your league, don't complain Don't complain about the trade. And I know I have been guilty of this, certainly, especially this year. Keenan, you're listening to this. I shat on all of your QB trades this year. You know what? I was wrong. It's none of my business how you choose to run your fantasy team. And guess what? You, you want the... four QBs? You put four QBs on your roster. And guess what? Brother. I didn't make the playoffs this year. Keenan made the playoffs this year. So that strategy worked out for him. Again, foot, mouth, we're good. <laughs> but in general, don't bitch about trades that don't involve collusion. Everybody's an adult here, at least if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably an adult. But if you're in a fantasy football league, we can be adults here. Don't shit on the trade. If there was collusion, then it's a little bit different, but you just got to let shit like that go. It's not worth it. Yeah, to your point, obviously, if there's a veto button, you don't like the trade, go ahead and veto. If you think somebody's getting taken advantage, if you don't understand, you know, there's a respectful way to approach that either individually or in the group chat. Good example is uh, yeah, back to that 12-team categories league. For fantasy basketball, I just traded away Zion for Matherin, who... It's this a is key- a keeper league, by the way. Yeah, and next year, Matherin uh, or Matherin, I'm not really sure which way. I'll, I'll interchangeably go between the two. Matherin would be a 10th round keeper for next year, and Zion wouldn't be able to do be a keeper. I'm second from last, third from last, 15 games behind first. Yeah, I understand that it's still only 30 games in, but... My team just isn't counting. I already lost Cade. Lamelo finally came back from injury, but things aren't just clicking. So for me, I thought it was a good one, but a lot of people didn't like it. But it is what it is. We'll see what happens. And it's a little bit different with a keeper league than a redraft league just because it's much harder to judge, uh, judge value. Yes. Plus, not to mention I'm a huge Pacers fan, so inherently Mathurin has gonna more hold, value yeah. to me than yeah. anybody else just in like the league. Just like Cade would probably best, be... You majority know. of other people in that league are from Michigan. Yep. Where, yeah, just like you were probably going to say, Cade would mean more to them than it means to me. Uh, number one of... Numero uno. Numa eins. We foreshadowed, you guessed correctly, when I said my number five, but my number one is 
don't take it too seriously. It's a fucking game. Chill. <laughs> yeah, you got to have fun with it, man. That's the whole point. The gambling's one thing, and I'd be the first to tell you I get overly emotional way, way more than you do if you're comparing the two of us. But the whole point of it is to have fun. The reason we're on year 15 in Oki Polo, the reason you're on year 11 or 12 in your MSU Fantasy Basketball League we have fun. That's the whole point. It's about fun. The minute the fun stops, it's time to move on to what something else. Yeah. yeah, 100%. What's your numero uno? Uh, numero uno for me, very basic one, forgetting to set your lineup. If you can't <laughs> set your lineup, you shouldn't be playing fantasy football. And there is, there are almost zero excuses for you not to have a complete lineup set for either fantasy football or fantasy basketball. Now, fantasy basketball, I'll give a little bit more of an exception to from time to time because there are games every day. But by and large, the way that I look at it is you've paid money for an experience. Why wouldn't you do the bare minimum? Even in fantasy football, theoretically, it shouldn't take you more than five minutes to set your fantasy lineup based on people you have on your team, right? And you have from... Tuesday after the Monday games are over to Thursday. So, and if you don't have players playing on Thursday, you have till Sunday theoretically. So you have plenty of time. Fantasy basketball, you can go in every single Sunday and you can set your lineup for the whole week. And then as you get notifications for injuries and whatnot, you can go in and adjust. But for me, number one, very simple set your freaking lineup. So easy. Well put. I'm surprised I didn't have that one on mine. That is a really big pet peeve. It's so stupid. Uh, quick movie update. I know we briefly talked about it the other day, but just since it came out, uh, Avatar 2 is uh, Way of projected water. currently to do $150 million for the opening weekend. Uh, if you want to know how that compares, the original one did $77 million, which nowadays would be about $106 million. So... If it does that, it inflation is a bitch. (laughs) Should be able to continue on to the two billion mark that James Cameron's really hoping. As we discussed the other day, you know, large part what's going to help them is there's now four thousand IMAX screens, whereas back in two thousand nine there was only three hundred. Are you going to go see it in IMAX or at all? That's not a theater movie for me. No, I don't think it's worth going to pay money to see in the theater. Uh, I did start Black Adam. Uh, I think it's better than I thought. With that being said, I also fell asleep in it, so it obviously wasn't that great. But I kind of like my superhero movies to be those Sunday afternoon movies that I can fall asleep. The the couch matinee. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Black Adam. How does it compare with some of the Marvel movies since obviously people are going to continue to make those comparisons? Uh, I mean, it, it's obvious, It's not the same. I would say it's a really good DC movie. Um, but we've talked about recently, like that most recent Thor movie, I thought that was really underwhelming. Um, and they've really become drawn out and tired. But to me, this one was good because it kind of felt like one of their animated movies brought to life, which I think is what they need to focus. But Shout out to HBO real quick, man. If you have not taken the time to go through their DC hub and watch those animated movies they have, you are missing out. Young Justice too, Amazing series. Agreed. I got to check out that last season. 
But I'm excited and anxious to see what James Gunn and whatever that other guy do. I really, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy is an amazing series, so I have really big faith for them to do well on it. Agreed. I'm sure they're going to do something cool. Anything movie-wise from you? You guys watch any family movies recently? Uh, let me think here. No, but we do have most of our christmas movie schedule kind of plotted out we have love actually tonight that's uh, one of my wife's favorites we've got the slew of rankin and bass um i guess it's stop motion is that it i forget what yeah, it is but it was like those it, it was motion. those children's you know santa claus is coming to town rudolph real quick which one's your favorite rankin bass I think I gotta go with Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. I like them all, but uh, probably Rudolph. I would say my least favorite is the Little, little Drummer Boy. That was the one I really like. I, I'm pretty sure that's the one I've rewatched the least. And when it comes to that, that's kind of how I judge yeah. where it's at. I got a one A and one B. Peter Cottontail. Ooh. And Year Without a Santa Claus, where also a good it's one. Firemeister and mm-hmm. uh. Ice, my, yeah. Miser, Meister, yeah. Miser, something like that. Yeah. Whatever. It's all good. They're good movies. If you haven't, you can go to YouTube. Just type in Rankin and Bass. It's R-A-N-K-I-N, Bass, B-A-S-S. They made some great movies. Prime has most of them available for purchase, if that's up your alley. Uh, shout out to Amazon Prime. Yeah, I got um, a mad digital library. Love yeah, that shit. most definitely. Quote zone, quote zone. Quote zone. Into the quote zone. So this is something we're going to do each episode where we either bring a song lyric, a movie quote, or a TV show quote, and the other person has to guess it. You go first. Yeah, well, I was definitely going to go first. He's a race. Rat race? Oh, damn, yeah. Do you know what character? No. Mr. Bean. I was going to say, yeah. I know it's not John Lovitz. <laughs> He's a race. It's a race. Yeah, no. I'm, I'm prairie dog and dead. Prairie dog and dead. <laughs> Great movie. Shout out to Rat Race. I like Rat Race. What'd you bring for me? Uh, okay, here we go. But I'm going to keep my eyes open. Yo, I don't even blink. Keep the pen moving down the line. I don't even think. Just write it down on the paper. Get my vocals in sync. Check how it sounds. If I told you the lyric after it, you'd guess it. Can you repeat it one more time? But I'ma keep my eyes open, yo. I don't even blink. Keep the pen moving down the line. I don't even think. Just write it down on the paper. Get my vocals in sync. Check how it sound. <sighs> I'll give you a hint if you need it. I can give you the I next... Think it's a, uh, oh, yeah. Can I get the next... You can get a hint, but if you, yeah, but if take, you take a hint, hint and I don't, that means I win. So, Well, yeah, I already figured I'm not going to. Because I only can, <laughs> right now, I between two artists, so I know I wouldn't even get you, the Okay, so what kind of hint do you want? Um, you just want the next lyric? Yeah. Okay, I'll read it out. I really right, think that's going to solve but it. But I'm going to keep my eyes open, yo, I don't even blink. Keep the pen moving down the line, I don't even think. Just write it down on the paper, get my vocals in sync. Check how it sounds. Hold you down. I feel like this is going to be really embarrassing when it I is. don't get it. Considering how often we listen to this song, yes, it will be. Is it an exhibit song? No. 
Want to need another hint? Viewer, <laughs> <laughs> poor listeners. I don't want them to have to listen to it a third time. But yeah, one more time. <laughs> but I'm gonna keep my eyes open, yo. I don't even blink. Keep the pen moving down the line. I don't even think. Just write it down on the paper. Get my vocals in sync. Check how it sounds. Bum 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 bum. Hold you down. Oh. Who you do? Uh oh, uh oh. Yep. Uh oh. Who you do? <laughs> in the, in the groove over there, buddy. Uh oh, You have to know the name of this song. Um, oh my god. Is that Freeway? No. Dude, why can't I think of it? Oh no, it's um Alchemist. Correct. Yeah, hold you down. Okay. There you go. Yeah. Booyah. Hold you down. Uh, 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 uh. Yeah, that would have been really embarrassing if I Yeah, with Prodigy. With Prodigy from Mob Deep. Shout out to Prodigy, I may man. have to edit that out just so I don't get embarrassed. <laughs> no, maybe. We'll see. It's all good. Uh, that was a tough one. Damn. All right. Yeah, I'm up one I, nothing. I'm up I'm one nothing. I, I'd also like to point out I should have picked a different one than it's a race because I said that earlier this week and had you guess it. And you, you also shouldn't wrong. have done the accent either. Uh, I thought that was part of the, like I I can't not do that. Okay, that's fair. Uh, that's fair. To me, you have to include that. Like I I also was gonna ask you like to wrap it in the cadence, and that's what helped. And I think like okay, next time I got it. you, no problem. Yeah. No, or problem. else I'm just no gonna problem. come up with. And say the, Boom, the I win. <laughs> oh, that's so yeah. Whatever, that's something I would do to be yeah, honest. Yeah, exactly. But I wasn't. Yeah, it's all good. Um, last segment we have uh, word of the week. Word, 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 word. Word of word. the week, baby. Word of the week. I love doing this when I was coaching. Um, it's just good to practice your vocabulary. We had this one crazy substitute teacher lady at Okemos High School that used to do it all the time. Uh, I forget her name, but shout out to her. Inspired me. It's great. Helps you learn a new word every week. Word of the week this week is ubiquitous. Ubiquitous. Sam, do you know what the word ubiquitous means? You have a guess. Ubiquitous. Ubiquitous. U-B-I-Q-U-I-T-O-U-S. And these will not always be English words, but for the most part, yes, they will be in English. Ubiquitous sounds like it's something that kind of goes along with everything. I don't know. Mm, You're kind of in the right direction. Ubiquitous means uh, present, appearing, or found everywhere. Yeah. Example uh, in the dictionary, the one that I'm looking at, um, it says that uh, the man's ubiquitous presence was felt by everyone. So, you know, just something... Present appearing or found everywhere. Good vocabulary word for you guys to use out there. Shout out to all the people writing English papers now listening to this podcast. It's a great word to say. It's fun to say. Ubiquitous. Yeah. Word of the week. That was the exact thinking I had when I was coming up with my word of the week. Just what words are fun to say. Ooh. Exacerbate. Exacerbate. Uh, ever since the first Great. time I heard it, uh, I probably was when I was like 13 or something because I just remember they were like, ah, oh, it's like masturbate. Uh, <laughs> Great way to remember it. <laughs> but uh, exacerbate is make a problem, bad situation, or negative feeling worse. So if you're going to use it, it's, you know, he his terrible past exacerbated the loss. That's probably a bad example, but at least it's, it's fine. on the same lines. 
exacerbate. That's a good word. And it does sound like masturbate. So, <laughs> well, that does it for episode one. Uh, Jake, really appreciate the time today. As always, it's fun hanging out with you, man. Likewise, dude. Uh, for the listeners, go ahead and follow us on Twitter. You know, like I said, questions, comments, concerns, things you want us to talk about, questions we can answer on the next pod at Brothers and Others. And that is the letter N. So, Brothers and Others. Or you can shoot us an email, brothersmarsh at gmail.com. Don't forget to shoot over those questions. Thank you, Sam, for organizing all this. I'm excited for our next episode. And uh, make sure you guys hit us with uh, any questions you got. We'd love to do a little Q&A, tell you guys more about ourselves. But excited for episode two, man. Until next time.